0: I don't know if you Now, and he looked at me because he still bought his house at 82 years old. 88 years old. He still bought our houses in. He looked at me He said, I got work to do. I said, What? Well, you're going you to be able to do nothing if you're Hello? And the doctor told me, he said, Go home. Don't raise your hands. Don't do nothing. Just sit there and look. Don't even walk to the mailbox. I'm thinking, i am telling you, we're in and I said, If he's that bad in shape, why are you saying But he's in that shape. But anyway, he's do to be doing this. I guess all the end with that is serious. Uh, I mean, boy, I need my wife here tonight. But I look at him and she'll shake her head. You yeah, know, and I'll get some priests with him before. We, we go. Well, let me tell you a story, and then, then I'll preach. Okay? okay? We left here went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma went to Idaho. When we left here to go to Idaho. I had I had seven a eight, eight, eight revival scheduled. One of the revivals we was going to preach was behind a church that we park at and drive from there to go do all the revivals because we're not allowed park at the churches that are in town. seeking only to do that. So I'll park at this church. No pastor, no no people, is just empty church building that belongs to the church. And so so I asked the superintendent, I said, would it be okay that I got a week off in between the revival? Would it be okay if we preach revival I'll go knocking? And uh, and we'll I said maybe some people out and we'll have revival. I said, would that be okay? I said, I'm going to be there anyway. Uh, he said, that, that would be fine. So I made a deal with my wife. I said, Huh? You play and sing, I'll run and shout. I'll preach, and you run to the altar and repent. And have I went, I got a three of you? So, they just say we get there. And when we get there, my truck, the truck I got out there, it breaks down. That they said break on so the front end's about to fall out I put on the computer scene my outer arms rattling and my the ball jocks on my uh, wheels they're, they're out the bearings are loose and it just it's just about to go. It said it's a dangerous truck. I said okay what should we do? He said you need to put a shop. I said well, that's fine put it in there. I said I need a car to drive he said we don't rent cars. I said you the Dodge place you don't rent cars. No, we don't. I said, okay. But when they found out that my insurance will pay from the car, they said, Mr. Oh, Reed, got a car that you can get from us. I said, Why didn't you tell me the ball you need Well, they changed their mind. Well, they assigned papers to, to unlimited my what does unlimited mean? That means unlimited. Right? So, during the time that my truck breaks down, my brother gets sick to the hospital. He is bad, bad shape. And I am preaching revival. I said, "You brought in." I said, "We're just gonna have to play it by ear because we're still 22, 2300 miles from home." I said, "We just play it by ear." So when when that happened, my brother gets sick. Then my wife's mom gets cancer. Uh, she had to have surgery. So everything's breaking loose. Uh, so my brother gets worse and he uh, gets worse and worse. And she said, "Well, we're going to do this. So we're going to preach a and just just swing it out." So one thing led to the next. So in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, a pastor called the superintendent who was preaching and said, "Look, we have a, we have a, a summer conference that's got to be preached today that's Friday, Friday service." Said, "Will you come?" He said, "I can't come." He said, I'm about four hours from home from Boise. He said, about four hours from Boise to preaching camp here. He said, but I have an evangelist with me. He said, he will come and preach. He said, well, tell him to call me. So I called him. So I got to go preach some conference. And uh, that was a that was a blast. So my preaching that opened up Montana, Utah, Utah and Wyoming for me. And I got churches throughout all these things. The future, these two services. So they called me. I called and checked on my truck. When I called and checked on my truck, they said, where are you at? I said, why? He said, you're in Utah. I said, you're tagging me, ain't you? He said, you cannot go to Utah in that car. I said, I go anywhere as I want to. He says unlimited. He said, no, I don't. I said, look at the contract that I signed. He said, either you get back now, exactly what he said, he said, you get back now, I will have you arrested. I said, Go ahead, dude. I said, I, said, well, I got my wife with me. We'll go to chill together. But when I get out, hello. I said, when I get out, I will own the Dodge place. You won't have to. Go. He said, Mr. Briggs, take your time. Don't come back with me. I said, Thank you. So that was a Truck, I had to go in. I really got worse. Didn't know if was gonna make it through. But anyway, uh, so I go up there, I said, "Look, I've got to go. I need, I need to get I can rent to take to Missouri, one way down there, or bring it back up here, to I need you to fix my truck." He said, "Oh no, don't, don't worry about that." He said, "Your truck is okay." I said, "My truck? You fixed it?" He said, "No, we done nothing to it." I said, "But it's okay." I said, "You told me it was messed up." He said, "Oh you no." Know, I said, are you sure? And he said, I'm sure. I said, okay. I gave him the car, they brought my truck around, I loaded my trailer up and he headed out to Missouri, canceled all over miles. and he headed out of Missouri. And I get there. When I get there and I park my trailer, I go to the hospital, see my brother, not doing very well. Go see him, I head back, get on interstate again, and my truck is. I called the Dodge place, I said, look, I just had I had papers in my truck still got in my truck. I said uh, uh, on the head in the shop, blah well, blah. Well, this right here, this right here. He said, "Look, he said, uh, uh, I I can't look at your truck for thirty days." I said, "Well, look, let me let me say this right here before you end up." I said, "I'm on the phone with you now," and he shows up at the Dodge place. I said, "If a end of my truck calls out I hit somebody that get killed." You put who? He said, "Come and bring that truck to me right now." I said, "Okay, oh, so I turned around, to the interstate, and I went. pulled in. I don't got I pulled in, and they looked at my truck." brought the paper out and said, you've got to sign this if you drive this off this parking lot. I said, what do you mean? He said, your tires, you fixed to fall off. I said, well, look what they told me in Boise, Idaho. He said, they lied to. You. He said, you drove it from Boise, Idaho? I said, yeah, well, the fifth wheel sit sitting in the back of it. He said, they lied to. You. That's how good God is. When people yeah. lie to you, he'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I got a whole new trunk under my truck and it to death. Hello, somebody. But God knew how to take care of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For eight weeks, I'm fixing to preach. For eight weeks. I sat and waited, and my brother family passed away. We reared him. I left, was gone for one week, my brother all died, and, and I went back and preached that funeral. And then I got going again, and I just been going this recently. Then her, her dad gets sick, and now even had an open heart surgery. One valley after another. But there is a God. Yeah. Woo, come on, somebody. I said, there is a God that knows the future of his church. Yeah. They will stand up and return to the devil. Back up and leave their home. I'm going to leave the, the Holy Ghost. Read it. Something in the Word of God, and you look at it, and you go back and read it, and you say, Oh no. Why didn't I see it the first time? Watch this, I'm gonna say, What's this? Acts 16, chapter, verse 17. And the same followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shortened to us the way of salvation. That is what made the enemy mad. Because they were showing them the way to get to heaven. Right? Right. Listen to this next verse. And this did she many days before being grieved and turned and said unto the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that same hour. Everybody say that same hour. And then they went, and we and when and when Her Majesty saw that the hope of their grain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace, into the rulers, and brought them into the Majesty, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. What troubled the city? It wasn't the looks, it was truth. The plan of salvation. Amen? Everybody say good. And teach custom, which is uh, uh let me let me back here. They brought them to the sea, the majesty said, these men need you, and receive, verse 21. And teach custom, which are not lawful for us to receive, neither serve in Rome. And the multitude rolled up against them, and, and the majesty ripped off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Why did they whip them? Because they was preaching truth. Because they was leading them down a path that will give them deliverance. Right? Well, shout out to <laughs> and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe. Now I just don't want them to be here, but you make sure they're safe. Don't let them leave. <laughs> but that wasn't good enough. Look everybody say, Watch this. It's Twenty-four. Having received such a tra- charge, thrust him into the inward prison, further on back. first part wasn't good enough, I don't guess. Or maybe they wanted to get rid of them and make sure nobody sees for what they did. I don't, I don't know problem. I wasn't there. Thank God I wasn't there. me to, to kill them.
1: <laughs> Thrust him into the sea.
0: Let uh, 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 me back up every He said, thrust him into the in them into, into prison and made their feet fast and stuff. In other words, they chained them up, tied them up, set <laughs> them down, and tied them up in their inner prison because they was preaching truth and they was preaching something that would help people, right? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed the same praises to God and all the prisoners heard. One more verse. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands was loosened. Everybody say lucid. And the keeper of the prison awoke out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors were open drew out his sword, but had killed himself, supposedly, that the Lord we'll sure you be seen From truth, standing on the divine word of God, of God, they said, I will take care of you. Has anybody ever been through something you feel like you've been beaten? Have you ever been felt like somebody just locked you up and just thrown away the key? Well, I mean, that's probably what they feel like, but that really happened. So, So as they begin to preach the word of God, the plan of salvation, as they begin to tell them about a God that's coming back after church, look, we preach that we are the church, not the church building. The building ain't going to go nowhere, it's going to burn, hurricane's going to get it, tornado's going to wipe out, fire's going to burn down, it's going to rot, it's going to go away. This is not, this is not the church. The church is the individual. Oh, come on, somebody. As you and me, we're in church. Upon that tree, Jesus Jesus, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. So we're built upon something that the word of God. So Peter and Deanna, Paul, excuse me, Paul and Silas, uh, is preaching about Jesus. They're preaching uh, about how he can heal, how he can deliver, how he can... Uh, set you free. How did you have to come to the altar, repentance, and uh, cry out to him. How how, if you leave the altar, you see him at the altar how he'll deliver you, take you down to a watery grave and baptize you in the name that is above every name. Uh, wash your sins away. Oh, Be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, a life changing experience uh, that's an experience only God is able to get to you. Uh, amen. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Uh, so that is something uh, that, that, that makes you good uh, but it makes the devil mad uh, when somebody preached the, the word of God. It makes the devil upset uh, when somebody preaches under the anointing. Uh, and that's the reason uh, these people got mad uh, at the devil. I mean at the people uh, they got mad at him because it was preaching the word. So tonight, look at you, never Say, so tonight, the preacher's going to preach to me. Everybody said the preacher's going to preach to me. When the devil, everybody said, when the devil comes in and opens the door and sets me free. Hello, somebody. I didn't say, God. I said, when the devil has to come back and open the door and set me free. In the door that he put me in, and shut the door. The valley that he got me in, and shut the door. The time that he put me in, and shut the door. It's time that we pull the door. You put me here, you come and get me out of it. I'm I'm going to go up for the holy world. It's time to wake up, and go up without power. wheel that prints in the word it makes a man they begin to catch them. They get a hold of them. They take them they take them to the whipping uh, the post. They uh, tie them up. And they begin to take the whip uh, and wrap around and hit them. Kapow! And they begin to stretch around them. And probably, when the end of that whip come around and hit that flesh, it would just rip their flesh. You know it hurt. I don't believe Brother Rogers, they got mad. I don't believe they started cursing. I don't think they blame God for it. I believe the head of your mind I know my God know. can do it Well now, come on Oh, remember to of the song I only felt very plain Oh, when I prayed for the goodness of Jesus And all that he's done for me My soul cries out, hallelujah I'm telling somebody now. Let the devil come back Open oh, the door, let set you free He puts you in there He's coming he needs you out Hallelujah. Oh well the devil's bad and I'm bad and so everybody say so they get beaten or maybe actually they get them whipping them they realize Whoo. it's over with <laughs> but not knowing that they're going to prison then they take them down, put them in the prison down there. And that wasn't good enough. It was commanded them to take them to the inward prison. And when you get them down there, you put stocks on their feet. In other words, lock them down. And when you shut the door, you get some jailers there, keepers there, and let them sit beside the door like they're going to get up and walk out. They wasn't worried about them. They was worried about what they preach. If they believe it long enough, their God will Come down, set us free, and get a victory. If we'll hang on tonight, honey, I said, if we'll hang on, we're coming out of this trial, we're coming out of this battle, we're coming out of this problem. But God said, I'll never leave, I will never forsake me. But you gotta hang on, So in the midst in the midst, and I probably preached it, and I'm thinking, I said, well, I think I preached that there before. He said, look, you ain't the only one that preached my word. It's been going from day one. And I said, I'm going to bring out what God did to me. At the end, of the result shortly right here in a minute. And it blows my mind. I'm thinking, oh, my word. I've never actually seen that. I'm ready to over, Brother Franklin, go over and go God said, look at me. So uh, the devil began to do his little thing. And as he get in the jail, uh, they begin to realize if we're going to get through. If we're going to get through the pain, if we're going to get through uh, the aching that's in our body, if we're going to never get out of the doors that hell has locked on us, uh, we've got to realize one thing. i got to praise God that said I'll never leave. I will never forsake you. i got to honor the God once to see the away and fill me with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And realize here. I'm not in it because of, because of me. I'm in this place because of him. He got me here for a reason. He brought me down here for a reason. What does that mean? Well, Is that so, so you know a few weeks ago let me find it here a few weeks ago I preached my brother-in-law's funeral and he was a a devout catholic and uh, I said Jim you want me to preach it? He said, "Yep." I want you to preach it for me. He said, "Will you do it?" I said, "Sure." I will. I preach it. And then uh, somebody asked me, "Say, how you gonna preach it?" I said, "I'm gonna preach what God gives to me." So he retired out of the navy for a while. He was out of the navy for a while. And then went to St. Louis and worked at the airport. Uh, McDonald Douglas, so he sold airplanes. And and uh, so. He went on a long, long story short. And uh, so he dies, and when I get to the funeral home, I get there, but I get there, and I looked at the guy, I said, I'm here, preaching my brother-in-law's funeral. He's all so good. He said, I need to give you something. He said, you? he said, before Jim died, he said, he gave me something. He said, give this to my brother-in-law, and this is what I want him to do. So and I'm, and I'm resting in my head, and and my heart, I'm praying, I'm seeking God. I'm in the battle, don't know what to do. I'm thinking, God, what do, what do you want me to do? And, it, and it's like God said, Follow. Me. No. I said, okay, you know him, I don't. So I get it, Ernie, and, and, and they give me this thing, and this is what He said: I want you to do this. I said, okay, look, same way to my brother. My brother called me a year and a half ago. He said, let me tell you something. He said, you got to promise me. He said, promise me you won't say anything. I said, jo- shit, no, I won't. <gasps> he said, no, 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 no. You're safe promise me. If you promise me, I know you won't say anything. I promise me you won't say anything. I promise I'll say anything. He said, she's crazy. I said, well, who's crazy. He said, my mom. He said, Becky's crazy. I said, well, you wouldn't marry her. He said, well, she's crazy. He said, she's crazy about you. I said, what are you it? He said, that's what I want you to do at my funeral. I said, Billy, you're crazy. So he likes them what he wants me to do. Look, it ain't like they're going to jump up out of his casket until he quits. That's their last day. I mean, when they're gone, they're gone, but we're, we're showing respect. I did exactly what he told me. I mean, you know what? When I, when I did exactly what he told me, told me to do, I did Read one scripture, he heard me preach or another. I preached like, my niece's funeral, and he see what I read. He said, "I want you to read that scripture, make a little bit of comment on it, and do the rest that I asked you to do." Will you do that? I said, "Yeah." He said, I "Promise me." And I promised him, and and, and, and and he knew that 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 preachers came by. Well, thanks for. <laughs> oh. You know? I wouldn't even go with that And I said, Billy, it's your fault. That was not nothing bad. He just wants you to read the scripture and talk about him. That's all it uh-huh. So my brother-in-law said, He said, this is what he wants you to do. I want y'all to hear this if you ever heard it. Grieve not nor speak me with, or, or, or speak of me with tears. But laugh, laughter and talk of me as though as I was beside you. Then I read on down. I said, "Then it read this here. If there, if there ever comes a day when we cannot be together, keep me in your heart, and I'll be there forever." I'm thinking, "Oh my God, We did he get that? Everyone exits." Like and I looked a little bit funny. we got that? Winnie the Pooh. He <laughs> said it. Says it. do how many he <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is this right here: when you get through something, something else is coming. Just like Paul and Silas, they got accused, they got whipped, and then they got put in prison. They got locked up with their feet, got, they got the door locked, and then got keepers on the outside to make sure they weren't going to run off. <laughs> But the keepers, not like this part, the keepers went to sleep, but Paul and Silas through the trial and the rally and the problems of life uh, begin to worship the God that was able to deliver them and set them free uh, and get them victory. <laughs> and when they prayed it from the depths of the heart, uh, for them to do that, Brother DJ, they had to do one thing: they had to forget about what they went through. Uh, and i <laughs> now therefore depart and go in peace he said you can leave you can get out of here you can go we're not holding you no more but Paul said unto them they have beaten me they have opened and condemned me being a Roman and had cast me into prison and now they want to thrust me out privately they wanted me to leave quietly they didn't know they care how much shame they brought over me to get me into here. I didn't care how much racket they did to bring people around let them watch me and make fun of me. When you see them, though. Backs up and said, God, needed it this time. I'll be back. Uh, so, and God was showing me something. And he saw me that you might not even see what I'm seeing. He tells God to stop down, rub down. And we're waiting on God. To hope. Lord, send the devil back here. And, uh, tell him to open the door up and say, Go, go, Get go. You're free. And listen to me. Hold your heart in the, the words. God with forbid- me. patch yeah. To them. And the Mormons was taking care of all the sound system. Amen. They said they love music. They fired that stuff up. You can hear it way out there. But it wasn't loud enough to hurt you, but it was just loud. And then, uh, but when the anointing, Brother Frank, it hit, and I started preaching on the anointing of God, and the Holy Ghost started falling. They turned me slam off. I said, Turn me up. Lord. I said, Y'all don't know me, and I don't know you, but I know God. And you shut your mouth, tell hey. I said, music can't save you, but the word of God had turned you down. I couldn't even hear it. I hit the back of the phone, and the superintendent walked over and said, We paid this building, we painted the red, turn him up, and don't never turn him down. But get close, somebody. Don't turn it up. He'll make you hear it. They got out of the sound room, back in the back, back there, they took down Oh, they, can't, I'll sing it. they can't get on the anointing. I need some I need some more. I need some more. I need Woo! Good preaching. Yeah. Yes! I love you, folks. Y'all can preach Y'all can sing? Hello? I'm giving y'all comments. <laughs> Smile away your hand at me. You ever get your feelings hurt? You ever get a get back spirit on you? you like to get somebody back? Uh, preaching a few weeks ago at a church and the pastor's wife come back walked to my wife and sitting, the, sitting there she said sister Rich, in a few minutes you can come and say and looked at me and said and you said, are you going to go? I said, I ought to. But that would be a rebellious spirit. And I'm just going to pretend like she thinks she's lost and she don't want to give the spot to me, but you go ahead and go sing but don't come off that platform until I do Hello? She said, what are you going to do? I said, we're going to sing three songs. I'm going to sing them by myself and dedicate it to her. <laughs> It hit me quick. Oh, come on. So they said, now, Brother Griggs, come on and preach. I started that platform. And when I stepped on that platform, something said, You better not do it. I said, Man, hey, God, let me just messed it up. She said, What are we saying? I said, I can't sing. God will let me sing. So I said, Go sit down. Anyway, if i felt it anyway, if somebody told me don't no, do it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And I don't know it wasn't the devil's was. voice. <laughs> hey, let me give you something. Let me let me give you something to chew on. When we're dead, you think the devil's done with us? <laughs> Michael and Lucy yeah. was having a heavy discussion about Moses where's his body at? Yeah. Why in the world did the devil want to know where God buried Moses eight years. A little girl the other night went in into Simmons Mills, Louisiana, preaching revival on my summer song. I wanted to video it, but that so so bad but she ran too quick. Uh, she wasn't four years old. Uh, made me feel punk good. Uh, she walked up to me, she said, Oh, Brother Big, Brother Big, Brother Biggs. I said, Yeah, huh? She said, Oh, that was some good singing. And turned on. I said, Come here. Come here. I want to put it on video. And <laughs> somebody turned and looks looked at me and said, Brother Big, she ain't gonna learn how to listen to music yet. I said, You're sorry, man. I know I can't say. But it pleases him. We know we can. you make your day Dodge place said, Can I see the papers? I said, Sure. And they read on the paper what was wrong with my trailer. I said, Let me ask you a question. I said, From Boise, Idaho to here is a little over 2,000 miles. I said, Should I be I said, so the mediates send me away for the rest of the trip. He said, that's right. I said, but you know, I didn't know that. Because a lot of times you go through things you don't know. Amen. Mm-hmm. If the righteous fish we be saved, we're the sinner of none. We're almost all right. We're just about. Hey, I need He said, this can't happen. He said, the world we live in today, they will. Well, they ain't got faith. It's a war on me. Can I leave it? By the time he said, I'm not going to go to the church. i the church. And said, come on. Don't leave it down.